wild ride. So hang on, sis. Whether you're in a season of waiting in the wilderness or experiencing the beauty of the harvest, whether you're deep in disappointment or living in promises fulfilled, weeping in the valley or dancing on the hill, there is someone there ready to walk with you through it all. I'm your host, Carissa Wheeler, and you're invited to join me as my faith-filled guests share stories of redemption to inspire your heart to wait patiently, persist tenaciously, and hold on to an unwavering hand. Hey y'all, welcome to the Hang On Sis podcast. It is a happy Friday in my book because yesterday Starbucks officially released pumpkin. I love fall and I love Christmas time. Those are my two most favorite times of year. And I share my love of these things with today's guest who is one of my oldest and dearest friends, Ellie. We found out today after eight years of friendship that we differ on this. Her fall will start on September 21st when it is officially the start of fall whereas it's august and 94 degrees outside i'm i'm like yes fall sweater weather pumpkin patches apple picking all of the romanticized fall things that i have in my mind <laughs> anyways this conversation that we just had was absolutely fire we talk about her story of redemption and how sanctification is a journey so praying that this blesses your heart today thanks for being on the podcast thank you for having me i'm so excited we just got to catch up over some coffee and crepes delicious very yummy so ellie you have been one of my best friends for years it's been a long time (laughs) it feels like i was trying to think um back on just our friendship and yeah like, we went to high school together. Yes. And knew of each other. Yes. But I really don't think our paths ever crossed. No. Like, I don't think I ever talked to you. I think you played in orchestra for yes. shows that I was. Yes. I was in orchestra. You were yes. in musical theater. Mm-hmm. So we were in the same, like, vicinity. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think we ever held a conversation yeah, in high either. school. Um, but I definitely knew who you were. Yes. And I knew who you were. Yes. And so then when I was in college and you reached out to me because yes. you wanted to come to Sewanee as well, mm-hmm. um, was it a prospective student weekend? Yes. Yes. It so, was. And then but, I had to stay with you. Yeah. So you came and you stayed with me, um, which is good that I knew who you were because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like some random person. Those so weekends you never know. <laughs> you never know with those weekends. Yeah. And it was so much fun um, because that was the weekend of Perpetual Motion, our dance, the dance performance. Yeah, PIMO. Um, And I think just like all the conversations we had that weekend, like it was like two whole days Mm -hmm. of just like hanging out and talking about 
life and the really hard parts of life. Mm -hmm. And I just love that the Lord used that almost random moment of Mm -hmm. you just reaching out. Hey, can I stay with you? Yeah. And here we are now. What? Yes. I can't do math. Like seven years later. Like seven or eight years later. A long time. And it's just so cool to think about like how much we have grown and we've gotten to like witness that eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were such different people eight years ago. (laughs) Yes. And the Lord has done such a work in us. Uh huh. And I think it's, just a sweet gift from the Lord that we get to witness that in, in each, each other's other. lives. Yes. Yeah. And those I are the sweetest friendships, like the ones that are sustained through mm-hmm. those changes. Yes. Like we are different people, but yes. he has been so faithful and yes. preserving our friendship. Yes. yes. And one thing I love about it, someone painted this illustration to me that mm-hmm. like sisters in Christ, like you are holding hands, yes. running towards the father together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I'm dragging you yes. to the father, you know, <laughs> and like more often than not, like you are dragging me. I think it's opposite. <laughs> and I just think that is so true. And I think that's like, that is the part that I think has made our friendship yes. so sweet and so beautiful. Yes. I loved my time at Swanee, oh, but me too. a big portion of that was because of you and mm because of crew and I would not have gotten involved in crew and met my people if I had not had you there and yes so I'm just very grateful I'm grateful for you (laughs) the story that the Lord is writing is so (laughs) much better than what we had written for ourselves or what we ever thought it was going to be yes but I know that we are both in in a place where we didn't think we would necessarily be so do you want to talk a little bit about that and kind of where you're finding yourself right now yes so um that's actually like one thing if I look at my life Mm -hmm. I feel like the theme of my life is that I do not naturally submit to the Lord Mm -hmm. like the Lord has to remind me that he is worthy of my life yeah every aspect of my life like he is Lord of it Mm -hmm. and so like if I think back to Ellie, as a senior in college, I had a five-year plan. Yeah, I remember. I had a five-year plan. <laughs> that plan did not happen um, whatsoever. Some things did, and that's great. But, like, my plan did not happen. And in those moments of rejection and, like, just confusion mm-hmm. of, if my plan's not happening, then, like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, who am I? without this plan, I think the Lord has just shown me, like, stop planning, Ellie, Mm -hmm. for one. Like, just stop. Mm -hmm. And trust in Him because His will is so much better than anything I could ever think of. And, like, He is Lord, and He deserves to be Lord of everything in my life. So, back in 2020, (laughs) my husband was working at the church Mm -hmm. for... um, he was like the college ministry director. Yeah. And so we were hosting a college ministry group at our house. We were doing like Bible study every Thursday night. So 30 minutes before um, the students arrive, we get a voice text from the current student pastor. And he's like, hey, um, this is super important that you and Ellie both listen to this. And I want you to pray it over. Wow. And like, this is serious. And basically he said, would you consider... Like, what would you think about being the student pastor? He said, like, I feel the Lord's kind of leading me out of this life, Mm -hmm. um, leading me to something else. And would you consider being that? 
and <laughs> we listened to it in silence, looked at each other in silence. We were both on completely different pages. Like we were thinking completely different things and we have no time to talk about it <laughs> because we have to survive coming. <laughs> And so we're like, okay, we're not going to talk about this for a week, right? We're not going to mention it to each other for a week. We're going to pray and fast. Mm-hmm. And then after one week, we will talk about it. Yeah. And so that's what we did. And that week um, was a lot of tears for me <laughs> because I was literally telling God, like, Jesus, my Lord, <laughs> this is not part of my plan. Yeah. Like, my plan was not to stay in Nashville. My plan... Go to Knoxville. Yeah. My plan was go to Knoxville to go to school, to plan a church. Like, I, I had mapped out on my refrigerator a five-year yeah. plan of what we were going to do each year, what yeah. we were going to accomplish. Um, I found a picture of that the other day in the background where you could see my plan on my refrigerator with expo marker. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord, for just redirecting, redirecting me. Mm -hmm. Because after that week of praying and fasting, I realized that I was not submitting to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like there were pieces of my life that I was holding back Mm -hmm. and I had written it on my bathroom mirror, like, your will and nothing else. Mm. That's what I want. And that's what I want to be the prayer of my life. And, like, I had to let that heart change happen. I had to submit to the Lord, and then he changed my heart. And here we are, um, 2023, Hansel has been the student pastor for two, two and a half years. Mm. And, like, I would not change anything I like I don't want anything to change um and I never thought that I would say that yeah (laughs) um which is just amazing um because that's all the Lord that's not me all I did was submit to Mm -hmm. him right and everything else he did I didn't change my heart yeah I don't have the power to do that um but he did that and I just feel like that that has just been the theme of my life Mm -hmm. um probably will be because I love control and I love plans you and me both um but I just think the Lord is so sweet to just remind me of that Mm -hmm. and just remind me of how much he's changed my heart yeah like I'm sure you can attest to the heart change that's happened (laughs) to me even in the last like three or four years um and that's supernatural that's totally the Lord yeah and it's so cool to get to watch that and Mm -hmm. also just encouragement in my own walk with the Lord to, to submit literally every piece, every piece. (laughs) Yes. So I've, it's been so cool to watch you and Hansel step into God's plan and, um, just the kingdom impacted work that y'all are doing is incredible. It's all the Lord. Yes. The Lord through you. It's all the Lord. I, um, one thing that I've been learning the Mm -hmm. past several years and it's just really become like such an integral part of my story and my life. And, um, it's what I get to teach sixth graders on Sunday morning. Like I get to teach them about the fact that Jesus is your Lord. Mm -hmm. And so let me, can I nerd out for just a minute? Please do. so, So if we think about Jesus, Jesus is Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. right? So we know that he is Lord, that he has all authority. Yes. We also know that he's Savior and he's all grace. Yes. I think often in the American church, 
we just think about Jesus as the Savior, mm. that he's just full of grace. That is who we tend to think of mm. Jesus as. Um, and we tend to forget that Jesus has authority in our lives. Yes. He has authority in every bit of our lives. Yes. And I think we don't like that, right? Because you do you, you know, mm. like you speak your truth, but really like Jesus is truth. And he has authority in our lives. So, mm. like, if we think about, if you draw an X and Y axis, go back to <laughs> algebra. And we think about the spectrum of authority on the Y axis and grace mm. on the horizontal. Mm. Then you kind of get different pictures of Jesus. And so, like, you can look at, if we say this person has all authority mm-hmm. but no grace. Yes. Like, that's kind of manipulative and like kind of like the Pharisees, Mm -hmm. right? Like no grace, but like consumed, um, just took all authority. And that's, that's not Jesus. We know that that is not Jesus. Um, or if you say like, oh, there's no grace and no authority. They're just like faking it till they make Mm -hmm. it. We also know that's not true of Jesus. And I think for a long time, like I ended up in this category where Jesus was full of grace but did not have full authority. Mm. And so then that's like where you get the plastic God. Where like Jesus is the one who fits into my life. Like I make him fit into my life and like I make him what I want him to be. Which is majority of the American church. Yes. And like that's not Jesus. Right. Because uh, Hansel and I were talking about it this morning. Like whether or not I submit my life to Jesus, he is still Lord. Yes. Like Matthew 28, he says... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Regardless of whether or not I submit to it. Yeah. Like, he has all authority. Yet we still know that he died on the cross for us, so he is full of grace. That he is gentle and lowly. Mm -hmm. And so, when we recognize both of those things, which, like, that is a hard balance. Mm -hmm. Like, to hold those in both hands. That he is Lord with full authority and Savior with full grace. Like, I think when you live in that area that's when Jesus starts to form you into his image. Mm. And I think that that is so true of my life. Like that is how the change that's happened in me has happened is because I've said, I know Jesus is my savior and I know he's also my Lord. So everything I do goes through him first. Like Mm -hmm. he directs everything I do. And so now I'm at the place where I'm like, man, I want what Jesus wants for Mm -hmm. me. If it's not from him, I don't want it. Yes. I don't want it at all. And that's so hard sometimes in our flesh. (laughs) Yes, it is so hard because it's so easy to want to, like, keep something from the Lord. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we we want to have control over things, but, like, everything we have is because of Jesus. Yeah. And so everything we have is His, and so we just have to be good stewards of it. Yes. Um, And it's a hard balance, for sure. But, like, that is a truth that I will never, like, I have to have that in my life because there's so much, um, freedom in knowing that Jesus is in control and that he has full authority. Um, and there's so much fulfillment Mm -hmm. in that too. Mm -hmm. Um, and just that like there's fulfillment just in the fact that now I want what the Lord has for me. Whereas before I did not want it, (laughs) but now I long for what the Lord Mm -hmm. has for me. I've always considered myself a Christian. I've yeah. always loved Jesus um, and knew that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, for a long time, didn't know 
how to be a disciple. Yeah. Um, and so the Lord has slowly through many wonderful people taught me what it means to be a disciple. Um, and so I think just going from satisfying my flesh with mm-hmm. all my plans and my control mm-hmm. um, and my stubbornness <laughs> um, to now submitting just fully to him like that is only the Lord only the Lord and so yeah I would say that that is my the theme of my story of redemption if you will yes um it's just all about his lordship mm-hmm. and what that means yeah and then when you are fully living in that then his call like go and make disciples that's it, it feels more natural it makes more sense yes. and it's like that's what you want now because that's what the Lord wants for us to do mm-hmm. is to go and make disciples. Yeah. And so then it's like, give me all the opportunities. Like, yeah. please don't take me away from my sixth graders on Sunday morning because I'm teaching them to be disciples. Right. Yes. And who would have thought I would say that? <laughs> They're my favorite part of Sunday. <laughs> and like the cool thing, um, is like, we're teaching these sixth graders what it means to abide in the Lord. Mm. Like, what does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to submit to Jesus? Yeah. And, like, they get it. Like, there's no age limit on being a disciple. Yeah. Um, and so it's really fun to, like, empower them in that and then also um, just see the fruit of that, mm-hmm. that the Lord that the Lord can work in their little hearts too, mm. you know? That's really fun and really encouraging. And the Lord is so sweet to to give us that like he didn't have to give me that beautiful picture to get to witness Mm -hmm. um because I obeyed him he didn't have to do that but he's so sweet to just reward the faithful it's not easy to submit your life to Christ Mm -mm. and every bit of it to the Lord we say it's easy you know like Mm -hmm. oh all you have to do is submit to the Lord okay that sounds great but then in the moment when there's that thing that you want to keep to yourself and the Lord is asking you to surrender it, to surrender Mm -hmm. it, then you're like, Oof, I don't know. I don't know if I Mm -hmm. want to do that. But like, I would challenge everyone that like, it is so worth it to give up everything to the Lord because he is so much better Mm -hmm. than anything we could ever dream, um, or create. And like only, true fulfillment is found in him yes and in that lifestyle of submitting to him that's where true Mm -hmm. fulfillment is found and he's trustworthy yes he's so trustworthy we can totally like the scary things to the things that we're scared to lay down he can be trusted with us is that what you feel like he's showing you in this current season Yes, and um, I feel like the Lord is also teaching me um, the importance of rest. Mm. Um, I mean, you we were just talking about this. You knew me in college. I didn't have time to do anything. Yes. I had no time to rest, <laughs> um, and I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has been teaching me the importance of rest, mm-hmm. Um in part by like giving me a job that gives me like a Sabbath day built in yes, and like getting to have that with my husband and like just talking, what does it mean to rest in the Lord? Well, that means spending time in his word. Yes. That means going back to his word daily uh, because that's where true rest comes from. 
Um, and so I think the Lord's just been making that um, very real to me. That's something that I knew, right? Like we all know that, but um, he's just been making that really real to me and just making scripture just come alive to me mm -hmm. um, with all the things he's been teaching me. It's been like so fun. <laughs> As we conclude every podcast on the show, I'm going to give you the beginning of the sentence okay. and you can finish it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So hang on, sis, because sanctification is a journey. Mm. When you submit your life to Jesus, he is shaping you into his image. That is fire, Ellie. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> That made me sound old. <laughs> <laughs> You're a student pastor. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hang on, sis, because sanctification is a journey. And when you submit your life to Jesus, he's shaping you into his image. I love how Ellie emphasized sanctification is a journey. The dictionary says to sanctify something means to wash cleanse, consecrate, or set aside something for a special purpose. Sanctification is a process. It's a heart change. It's letting go of our desires and denying our flesh and realigning our hearts to the Lord's. I was reading an article and it said sanctification is God's gift to people whom he already loves. It's his beautiful transforming work in the life of his people it's the transforming presence and power of the Holy Spirit and is offered as a gift to anyone who desires. And that reminded me that it's through that sanctifying work that the Holy Spirit does when we get to see the fruit of sanctification, which is the transformation. Transformation to become more like Jesus. So when I was thinking of an anchor verse for this episode... The Lord led me to 2 Timothy 1.9. Paul is reminding Timothy, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and his grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So today, I'm especially thankful for God's sanctifying grace.